Hello, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Exchange re-releases or the Exchange greatest hits, whatever you want to call them. This week, I am uploading, or you are listening, or whichever, to an episode with uh, an, a friend of mine. Also, her name is Olympia Papa Giorgio, and this episode was episode 19 of the Exchange. And in this episode, which was originally uploaded on November 13th, 2020, I sat down with Olympia. Olympia is an international singer and recording artist based in Atlanta, Georgia. Together, we discussed writing music, migrating to America, her podcast that she did with her dad, Western Immortal Tea, getting signed to a label, not eating fast food, and much more. Olympia is very talented. Uh, and she is putting out new music this year, and she has put out music since this podcast. So I implore you to listen to this and then to go check her out. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Hello, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Whatever I Want uh, with your host, me, uh, yours truly, Logan Lewis. couple programming notes real quick before we get into the uh, the episode today. We've got a great guest, but before we get to her, um, follow us on Instagram, whatever Logan wants. Easy handle. It's just like the pod. Uh Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and you've left a rating and a review. It helps us climb the charts and get recognized. Um, and you can follow along on Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever else you follow along. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest on this pod or know somebody that you'd like to be a guest on this pod or if, if they have content or art that they'd like to uh, promote or whatever, you can uh, go to the we- the Watchdog Media website. There's a our shows uh, tab and you can click on this one, whatever I want. And there's a little form at the bottom that you can like, send me a message, send me an email and uh, we can start the conversation there. So my guest today is a recording artist uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Her newest song Vixen is available everywhere that you consume music. Her name is Olympia Papa Giorgio. Welcome. How are you, Olympia? Hi, I'm doing great. You pronounced it perfectly. <laughs> I mid mid pronunciation. I was like, oh God, I messed it up. <laughs> no, no, you did a great job. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to to be here. It's uh, yeah. it means a lot. Um, we have uh, before I start asking you about your your life, uh, <laughs> we have a mutual friend. Shout out to Susie. Yes, Susie, one of my best friends. She's wonderful. How long have you known Susie? I've known Susie since middle school. Wow. So you guys have been through it together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really, really got close. Like, I think like like junior year of high school is when we really, really became like best friends. Um, And then we've been friends ever since. She's always been like the sweetest person. (laughs) She's so so nice. Yes. I love her to pieces. She's awesome. We were in chemistry together, I think freshman year of college, maybe, yeah, I think maybe freshman or sophomore year, and she wasn't, like, directly in my, like, lab group, but she was, like, the table over, and, like, after class, when everyone was panicking about how none of us understood what was going on, <laughs> right? Uh, she always uh, stuck her opinion into, and she's she's just been so nice, and I don't think I've actually seen her since chemistry freshman year of college like oh, four wow. or five years ago four or five years ago yeah um but uh we've just followed each other on social media and stuff since and uh we talk here and there and catch up and we might hang out soon so that's awesome it's uh it's always fun uh to talk to Susie. so i'm uh, glad we share that mutual friend shout out to you Susie. yeah shout out to Susie. <laughs> so olympia you, uh, you're a recording artist. Yes, <laughs> I so, am. So I'm, I'm looking at your website right now. Oh, and oh it goodness. Says you, very beautifully done, by the way. Thank I love you the, so much. I love the aesthetic. Um, Thank you. Aesthetic is something that I never 
like thought of being something that like would attract me to like a brand or really? a service or a company. But like, as I've gotten older, I was like, you know, I really appreciate the minimalist, like mm-hmm. look and feel like the colors that you have on your side are very easy on the eyes. Thank it's you. Just, yes. Yeah. Just Perfectly worked out that way. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to say this uh, and please take it with a grain of salt. You are not from the United States. Um, I wouldn't have known that. I truly, I don't want to butcher. I don't even know how to pronounce the country that you're from. So that's okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me about how I didn't know this until just now. How how did you tell me about that whole experience? You you lived uh, in that country for the first six, seven, eight years of your life, and then you moved to the U.S. Tell me about all of that. Yeah. So my my mom is American and my father is Cypriot. So I was born in Cyprus, which is a little island in the Mediterranean. It's got like a population of like almost 900,000 people. Um, it's a very small island. And uh, I was I was there. That's home. Really, Cyprus is home. My family, a lot of my family is still there. Um, I Again, I was born there and I lived there until I was like eight years old. And um, my mom was ready to come back to the States because she's she is from the United States. Uh, so she was ready to come back to see her family and live here. So my father was able to um, find a church here. My father is a priest. So he was able to find a place here. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Um, he was able to find a place in Florida, actually, um, a church in Florida. And then he was relocated um, here to in Georgia soon, like five years after that. So I have been in the U.S. for a very, very, very long time, like I think like 18 years. So I've, I've been here for a long time and, and yeah. I'm totally used to being here. Um, but Cyprus is home and, you know, my cousins are there. A lot of my cousins are there and it's, it's wonderful going back and visiting everybody. And it's, it's a beautiful little Island. So, yeah, I was just going to ask, how often do you get to go back? What language, what language do you speak when you're there? Yeah, we speak Greek, but it's a, it's a Cypriot dialect of Greek. So like in Greece, there's a, there's many different dialects that you can hear, um, when you're traveling through Greece for sure. But in Cyprus, um, we do have a Cypriot dialect of the Greek language. So we speak Cypriot, but, um, everyone knows how to speak like Greek as well, like normal Greek from Greece. (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't That's know really if you asked cool. another question. I feel like I lost the other question you asked. No, I, I, I might have. I, I completely forget. I was I gonna say I, I didn't. I didn't plan on asking about um like I said before we recorded like anything somewhat controversial. But your following knows your religious background. What's it like having your dad be a priest? That must have been a really interesting experience growing up, especially right. Yeah, I honestly, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, we're a very religious family um, as Orthodox Christians, and my father has always been a huge, huge deal to me. Uh, definitely like my hero for sure. Um, he's he's incredible. So it was wonderful growing up with uh, a dad who's a priest uh, who can answer all of my questions that I have. Uh, I was able to challenge things and be an intellectual and ask questions and he was always available to answer those questions for me, which was really wonderful. He's incredibly educated. Uh, he went to college for 16 years and he has a PhD in early Christian history. So wow. he, yes. So he's incredibly educated. So I was able to, and to this day, I'm with my parents in the house. I sit with him until two in the morning. If there's something really pressing that's bothering me that I want to discuss that, you know, maybe related to something that's about the church or something that I want to talk about. He always has been open to discuss it. So I would not have it any other way. I am incredibly proud that I am a daughter of a priest. That's amazing. That's really awesome. I, <laughs> um, I've i always, I, my, I, nobody in my family had followed the priest uh, path, but yeah. I grew up, my parents raised me and my siblings um, like really, really traditional, like Roman Catholic. Oh, okay. And, and so like, Luckily, there's a few people in my family also that I was able to like, if I ever had questions, like there's always family or friends that would always just be like, pull up a chair and let's talk about it. And it might take 20 minutes and it might take four hours. Yep. But those mm-hmm. are some of the best conversations, like looking back, like that I've ever had. 
Yes, absolutely. I am. I am beyond appreciative of those conversations. And he's and like I think people have this um, misconception sometimes of priests, uh, where it's like, oh, you know, how was that? Like, was it really hard or <laughs> like being a daughter or like being in the house? Not at all. I I have my freedom. They're very open with me. I'm very open with them. They never gave me any reason to be really sneaky or anything. So like anytime, you know, I, I wanted to go somewhere or whatever, they were just like, okay, you know, let us know where you're going. So we sure. know you're safe, send us your location. But like we, we, we raised you, we trust you to be smart and intelligent with your decisions. And of course we all make mistakes, but my father has always been open-minded and willing to sit and be challenged, like to really have intellectual conversations. It's never like a blind you know, well, this is just how it is. It's never been that way. It's always been an open conversation, no matter what, whatever topic, you know, it's, he's willing to talk about it. So it's really, really wonderful. And my mom is the same too. So they work well together. <laughs> really? Like that's, you must have faced, I don't want to say criticism, but there's probably a lot of people in your life growing up that was like, cause you know, in, in the media or like in TV or movies or whatever, the, the, the family with the father of the, that's the priest, you know, is like, go to your room, like, do not go out and have fun with your friend. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's the complete opposite of that. So total it's total opposite of that. No, so total that's awesome opposite. and I hear. did have, yes. And I did have people that were like, oh, well, I know how you must be or something. Weird, weird right. comments. Just jumping to conclusions. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and that, that was not a thing in Cyprus. That was not a comment that we got. We didn't, I don't even think that thinking exists there. I don't remember ever hearing or experiencing any type of weird comments like that until we moved to the U.S. for whatever reason. And I think it's just because like movies and media and the history of whatever is here when it comes to churches, like for some reason, people would say those things to me. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm normal. The <laughs> totally U.S. fine, you know. The U.S. is just quite a bit more judgmental than other countries I've come to learn over yeah. uh, over the years. But um, <laughs> but you're but main the main reason you're here Girl, you're uh thank you for giving me that that background. That's that's really yeah. cool to learn. Oh my gosh, I'm always willing to talk about that. <laughs> um you are a recording artist. Yeah. How how even does that begin? What were you at a young age? Were you showing interest? It says that you started kind of playing the piano. Was that something you did like growing up? Like how did just how did the whole music spark? Yeah, so my entire family is musical. My mom sings. My brother's a singer-musician. Um, not like professionally, but he does. He can sing and play a very interesting instrument from Greece. Um, my mom used to play the guitar. My great, no, my, yes, my great-grandfather on my father's side, he was able to chant. He was actually a priest as well. He is, was a chanter, so he had a beautiful voice. Um, my aunt is a singer. My grandfather could sing. Uh it's, it's in our family. There's so much music in our family. So when I was little, um, not that like we would have like singing lessons in the house or anything, but I think I was surrounded by music in general, um, the piano, the guitar, singing in general, chanting, religious music. I was just surrounded by music all the time. So my first interest, I mean, and I, and I have told many people this, like my mother tells me all the time, cause I don't think it's my memory. I think it's her memory, but, um, she would tell me all the time, like, oh, you used to like run around Cyprus and sing Jingle Bells like every day. So Jingle Bells was my song. Um, so I used to sing that when I was like, a baby baby. I was like three or four and I would just Jingle Aww. Bells like all around. I know. And then I was interested in playing the piano when I was in Cyprus. I remember I started lessons there. And finally, when I got to the U.S. and I, I got into chorus, I got into acting, um, did like plays and things like that. And then I was like, well, go back to piano. And I I started doing, you know, doing lessons again in piano and I lost interest because I hate practicing. <laughs> and that's just not a good thing if you want to play an instrument. Even if you want to sing, it's not good to not practice. So I hated practicing and I would show up and I would be so frustrated because I'm like, I really, you know, I wasn't going to do 20 minutes of that every day. Like, so I just didn't practice. So my piano teacher ended up becoming my vocal teacher because um, she could do both. So I ended up going to her and I still go to her. But since COVID, I haven't been able to go to any lessons. So I have to oh. kind of handle that stuff by myself. Yeah, it, that stinks. But it's okay. You know, it may have been like a good kind of step back to like reassess what's going on. But yeah, I had to, you know, I had to pause. But I have been going to lessons for years. 
Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what, at what point also did you think like, okay, so like you said, like your aunts, your brothers, you you know, everyone in your family is musically gifted. Like at what point did you think like, okay, I'm going to try something here and try to kind of almost make it, um, maybe your full-time career. I know you also are studying to, to be a doctor, right? So, (laughs) so like, if, if tomorrow you got the opportunity to, you know, not have to work a day in your life besides doing what you love, would, would you give up the doctor pursuit? Or is that something that you're also very passionate about and would still want to plug away at? I am passionate about both, both things for sure. But if, if all of a sudden I was able to make a substantial amount of money to stabilize myself and, um, my family. Sure. I might walk away, but, uh, right now that's not the situation. And I care (laughs) about both music and psychology. So I was like, let me just keep pursuing. Let me just, uh, you know, try to become even more educated and God willing a doctor. Um, and then I'll be singing in the meantime, so far I've been able to balance the two. Uh, so we'll see, you know, Hopefully it'll be totally fine. But there are things I have to keep in mind as a future hopeful doctor um, when performing and doing music and things because you have to just keep in mind that you'll have clients in the future and what they will see and what they will witness. um, And hopefully they'll be comfortable with that. So I always try to keep those things in mind because I don't want to do anything like ethically wrong or anything according to, you know, the APA or something. I want to make sure that I'm, okay with what I'm doing. And so far I've been able to balance everything. Okay. So hopefully I'll, I'll keep it that way. That's awesome. How, how would you describe to the people listening, um, what your, like your genre is like, if, if they're searching for the top charts of this genre and you're there, like what genre is that? Interesting enough. I do not have a specific genre. Um, which is really weird. I The way that I end up creating, making, um, being a part of the music process and the recording process is I do have a team that backs me up. So I usually, whatever instrumental that they present to me, I have to like it. So it can be anything from reggaeton to dance hall to Afrobeat to R&B um, to just pop. So, and I have released reggaeton, um, dance hall, R&B, and a pop, kind of a pop Afrobeat mix. It's more pop though. So I have released all of those, all songs under those genres. So I don't, right now I do not fit a genre. It's really whatever I like. If I like that instrumental, a song's coming from it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's tight. Totally open. Yeah. So if you look me up to whoever looks me up, um, you will find, several different styles of music and hopefully you'll like one of them. <laughs> so. I listened to uh, a few of your songs um, before we recorded and I watched a, a couple of the music videos on YouTube oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to just sit here and gas you up because you're, you're on this podcast, but you're very talented and you have, wow. you've definitely, you've definitely got it going on. Thank you so uh, much. That's so cool. Yeah, sure thing. I've actually got a buddy who makes, I, I was going to ask you, I don't know if you're, open to like I don't know what kind of music it is he calls it dance music but he um I'll have to shoot you his name later um yeah, but he absolutely. makes original songs and stuff and he's got um a pretty good following on Spotify and YouTube and stuff and he's yeah. based out of uh, Atlanta he's one of my good friends too oh nice yeah maybe, absolutely maybe you guys make a song together and it'd Who be knows? a banger yeah send me, send me his info that's so cool I sure will um so with that said, I know this is going to probably be a hard question. And like you just said, too, you don't even you don't necessarily fit into one box. You fit into several different boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, who, if you were to say th- three artists, rest of your life, who are you listening to? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> three artists, the rest of my life. Who am I listening to? Or such- or. Or if that's too tough, who besides your family, of course, inspired you? Like who is a big inspiration uh, to you to kind of jet yourself forward into the music industry? 
I find I find both of those questions so difficult for me. I think because I was immersed in music from the beginning, I don't have a specific inspiration for music. Um, I've been very like free bird about it, like very like free about music in general. Um, but I think if I can answer like artists that I respect immensely for their talent, I do have a few of those artists. <laughs> so I'm I really really love like old school music like i adore frank sinatra frank sinatra and that actually started frank sinatra's music and nat king cole like christmas music like his the christmas song um those that song and then just frank sinatra's like his whole list of things that he's done those old songs like those old timey kind of songs have always inspired me um, I love them. They're my voice tends to fit those kinds of songs. They tend to be in like my vocal range, um, kind of like jazzy, sultry, but ballads. Like I really just love that music. So that's a big thing I would say when it comes to like the music in the U.S. Like what has definitely influenced me. And then as I've gotten older, uh, I started listening to more like pop stuff. So an artist that I respect beyond 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 for her talent i think we're the same age is ariana grande i think her her vocal range is out of this world she is an incredibly talented artist yeah i just i i think that she's amazing i also think lady gaga's voice is insane so there's a few you know a few people that i look up to and it goes all the way from way back to now you know and there's just so many artists and of course there's like famous Greek artists that I grew up listening that I've always loved. But sure. yeah, I mean, absolutely influenced from all over the place. Ariana Grande. Um, I, I forget who I was talking to about it the other day, maybe someone at work. And we were just discussing the fact that Ariana Grande is stupid talented. Like it's, it's it makes, insane. it makes no sense. Like her no. voice, like you just said, her range is absolutely unbelievable for her unreal. age too. Yeah. It's like, she's no doubt going to go down like as, as one of the great, as one and of the best singers. Yes. And she's absolutely. just getting started. Like I'm so yeah. excited. It's am- She's amazing. She's am- I have, and you know, it's funny. I wasn't a really big fan of her until like a couple years ago. And I Same. really started. Yeah. I really started like consuming her music and just like listening to, I'm like, she, her, her vocal ability is just undeniable i mean she's really an incredible artist like i that would be a dream collaboration she's just amazing so <laughs> i'm a big fan yeah. hey sh- hey ariana if you're listening to this yes you're not God, but if you are you listening let's, to this, let's that get hey so l- let's get enough people to share this so it eventually gets to ariana i mean you never know <laughs> you hey, never know and ariana if you listen to this do a song with olympia but also come on my podcast please <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that would be um, so cool so you also got signed to a, a record label am i getting that right yeah it's an indie it's an indie record label in atlanta how does that work like i i my buddy that i mentioned earlier he had some i don't i don't want to say again lack of a better term uh conversations i guess with a, a label and he was talking about how much he'll own or blah, 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 blah. Like, how do you, how do you go about that? Like, is it difficult? Like, are you still free to do what you want and your voice and your vision and they just profit? Like how, how does the whole label thing work? So it, the, it's a really big question. Cause there's a lot of different deals that you can have. So because this is an indie label and I know the person personally who owns it and things like that, we were able to do some things, um, that made it so we both benefit and everybody kind of benefits. Um, so I was a part of the contract process and everyone should be, and you should always have a lawyer look at your contract before you sign your name on anything. Totally. Um, labels usually, usually, if especially if agreed upon, usually own the rights to the music. Um, so I have complete freedom to do whatever I want, but the, I guess you could say the people who own it, like own the rights of the song, it goes through the label because it's been promoted, sponsored, paid for by the label. So those are, yeah, those are specific agreements you can make. I mean, you can argue those agreements. Um, I never had necessarily a problem with that because my name is on the song and we have paperwork for each song and everyone knows that that's me who's singing. So I never really had an issue with that at all. Um, and it's not just me writing the music. It's a collaborative effort. So I do not take full ownership of, of 
even the creativity behind my music because it's not just me by myself. So to sign to a, a label, especially if it's a major label, it's a totally different ball game. Contracts are usually like 150 to 300 pages and you need to sit there and go through it with a lawyer specifically because if you don't, there'll be some fine print that might get you. So I have a lot of creative freedom. There is nothing holding me back. This label gives me total, total control of what's going on, which is really wonderful in many ways, at least, because obviously they have certain rights. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really unique process. And I went through the whole thing very slowly. It took me two years to officially sign with them. Wow. So it took me a long time. Yeah, I was getting to know the people who were behind it and a part of it. And uh, it just took me a while to to agree to something. Um, and I was totally okay with, I mean, I still am okay with what I agreed with. So it totally makes sense for where I stand, where I am right now. So yeah. <laughs> wow, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, how, if you were to give any advice to somebody who has written, like, Say like a, a person like say I, for example, like had like book or like binders and binders full of like just songs that they've written over the years. But, you know, they're just sitting in a binder under their desk at this point. How would you give it? Would you be able to give any advice to somebody who uh, wants their songs to get recorded? Like, is it as easy as like direct messaging smaller artists and saying, Hey, I wrote this. Can you take a look at it? Or is it much more than that? I mean, that's an option. You can always do that. I, I would recommend never giving anyone your writing that you don't know. Um, even if it looks like someone from the industry, the industry is really sneaky and there's some sure. horrible stuff that happens in the industry um, that we've all experienced as artists, as producers, as managers, as engineers. There's so many weird things that happen in the industry. Um, I would never tell anybody to send their stuff to someone they don't know, at least. Never send your music to someone you don't know and that you don't trust. Never send your writing to someone because anyone can take that and 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 go with it and they have no you have no legal yeah. protection. Yeah. Sure. So I would never do that. Um, what I would recommend to somebody who has music and they're just like, I want to put this to a song, like a track and I want to, oh, okay. So if, if anyone has any type of music that they want to release, I would recommend you get out your like top three favorite ones that you've written. You contact or you start posting that you would like some beats sent to you or maybe go to someone that you know that knows somebody who makes beats who's really talented start choosing get exclusive rights to the beat um which usually means there's no like percentage agreement over time do not do that with the beat maker you just pay them the full price of what they request and you have all the rights to that song so it means that you don't have to give them credit later or anything anywhere um, you don't want to get caught in a weird, like every 5% of what don't, don't sign off on percentages. That's don't do that. Um, at least from what I've experienced, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you pay them in full what their exclusive rights, uh, beat packages, you know, require that they have, you start practicing the words on the song. And usually it's the other way around. Usually I get a track and then we all write on it. It's not, I write and then I find a track to match. So that's kind of complicated how we're going in steps if you have a bunch of sure. songs that are written. Because yeah. usually when you have a song written, you have a melody thought of and all that. Right. So you're trying to create something a little backwards. So anyway, keep that in mind. Um, and then because you're in Atlanta, you're in like the music hub right now. This is like the hip hop capital yep. currently. <laughs> yep. The music capital of the country. So at least for right now, I guess that, that can be a controversial topic. But anyway, for right now, I consider it to be there are so many studios in Atlanta that very, very, very known artists go to. We're talking Justin Bieber, Jacquees, Brandy. They go to these studios. There are professionals that are at these studios. You're still going to run into some weird stuff. You do pay by hour for the engineer um, and be be picky, be professional and be picky and, you know, Say I want, usually a minimum is like two hours at each studio. And depending on the engineer, it could be more expensive or less expensive. Take your music in there. Make sure you've practiced way, way, way bunch. <laughs> Take it in there. Um, 
and then your engineer will kind of take care of the rest with you as you record. And it might take you several sessions. It might take you an hour. So that's what I would say as like a, pro- and it's a long process. Like you just heard, it's really not a super simple process. It, yeah. ha- it takes us months to get into a studio. Sometimes it takes me a year depending on the project. So it takes a really long time, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. I'll uh, take that to heart. Um, so I, I saw completely unrelated from music um, okay. <laughs> in your Instagram bio, you had something saying something along the lines of like Western immortal tea. What's, oh. <laughs> what's that about? So I have a friend. Um, her husband just opened up a tea business online and he sells, I guess they sell, but he sells organic teas, like loose leaf teas. I think there's a lot of different things he sells, but I was looking more at the organic loose leaves. Um, and he, they just sent me some samples and were like, if you like it, you know, you can talk about it. We would love to hear your opinions and your thoughts. Um, and I loved one of the samples they gave me. So I was just doing it to su- um, to support them. And because I actually really like the tea <laughs> I tasted, um, it was so good. So whenever, you know, I really like something and it was also a friend because I don't want to like give anything fake to my audience or just promote something out of promoting it. it has to be something that I enjoy and trust and like. So I I really liked it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is great because it I liked it. I could talk about it. Um, so I decided to put their website in my bio for a day, um, hoping that somebody would, you know, go and maybe get something from him to support them. Cause I, I admire anybody who tries to open up a business. I think it's incredibly difficult to do that. So anybody who does it and I, if I enjoy the products, like I'm going to back you up. So yeah, that's why that was there. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mentioned at the top, uh, before we started recording that I ask every guest um, a grouping of a few questions just kind of to get to know. I mean, obviously you're a very humble person. You're very easy uh-huh. to talk to, but you know, this, yeah. like I said, this was, these questions were prepared in case I get Justin Bieber on here, you know, but, um, <laughs> but instead I'm asking all of my guests the same grouping of five or six questions just to get to know them as people. Cause yeah, we all have our art. We all have our content that we're trying to promote. Of but course. at the end of the day, we're all still people. We yeah. all breathe and eat and <laughs> sleep and, and all of the above. Um, so I ask so I ask everybody these questions. And uh, if they present discussions, then we'll just discuss them if, if we need okay. to. Are you ready, Olympia? <laughs> I am ready. You're super scared. I am. <laughs> I'm really nervous. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to ask. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Trust me. that it, it It's nothing. Um, I'll start off. And let's just assume... For all the hypothetical stuff, like there's no such thing as COVID. I, I know that's crazy okay. to say, but like, I if know, I that asked changes you, every answer to everything in life. I know. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because now people have different answers. Like, whoa, so COVID. It's yeah. like, no, let's just pretend COVID doesn't exist for a minute. Okay. So okay. the first one is uh, what do you get when you go to the movies? Ooh. Okay. I don't always get popcorn. I like popcorn, but I don't always get it. I usually get, this is such a weird thing. I get like a bottle of water, which is really ridiculous because they're like $7. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I go, I'm like, I need water. Um, I get water and I love those dumb little cookie dough, like candy things. Yes, you know like the cookie about? dough bites. They're my favorite. I love them. So it would be like that buttered popcorn, maybe in a bottle of water. <laughs> Are you- That's what I have. Are you a butter on top only kind of girl or are you like a tell them to fill it halfway and then butter it up and then. Oh, no, I just put it on top. It's fine. It's not a big deal because it's, it's not gonna, that serious. <laughs> it'll get in there. Yeah. it's not that, And it's already it's basically already salted and buttered when it's in the machine. So like I really don't need extra butter. You know what True. I mean? So just yeah. Whatever gets in there gets in there. <laughs> so obviously you're super busy. You're doing the music stuff. You're doing doctor stuff. Um, but when you ever actually get a chance to relax and watch something on TV, what's like your yeah. guilty pleasure, like show that you're turning on background music, whatever. Okay. I have a few answers to this okay. one. My, my minor in undergrad was criminology. Oh. So yes. So, and I'm still fascinated with it. So I'm actually in a forensic setting right now, um, for practicum for school. Anyway, that's a different story, but I love like anything crime in the sense of TV shows. 
don't misunderstand what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, yeah. Olympia's so, big on crime, guys. Right. I'm big on <laughs> shows, okay, that talk about. So like, I love documentaries. I, I, yeah, I'm down for documentary anytime huge, about anything. Huge documentary guy right here. Yeah. Love it. think it's great. Um, but I, sometimes it can be really intense. So I have to, I have to like watch when I can really watch it. Um, because it can take, it, it can put a lot of sadness in you. So I try to be careful with how much I consume, but I also listen to podcasts all day. They're all crime related, every single podcast, except maybe one. <laughs> um, so I listen to a bunch of that. And then like, other than that, like mindless television, like before I get ready for sleep or while I'm getting ready for bed or whatever, this is not a good thing, but I, I don't care what show it is. As long as it's like reality TV and it's mindless, it's totally okay with me. <laughs> it just can't be like incredibly inappropriate, but like, honestly, because it's so mindless, it's not, yeah. yeah, it's not anything where you're like, wow, that was riveting because, because I read, I read so many academic articles and very serious diagnoses that I, you know, that I'm dealing with and we're in practicum and we're, and we're dealing with, you know, psychoeducation and uh, evaluations. There's so many serious things that I consume constantly. Um, I need something mindless. So reality TV is one of those things that is just like so dumb, so silly, totally in the background. <laughs> you don't have to be crazy invested. Um, so I do really enjoy that when I need just to kind of zen like 45 minutes before I actually go to sleep. That's usually what I put on. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Very good answer. Um, <laughs> If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would those three people be? Okay. I just recently answered this question. Um, aside from wanting to talk to God, because that would be really, really cool. Um, be so cool. Right. I mean, I talk to him all the time, but it would be nice if I could like sit face to face and be like, can you explain this? Um, that would be really dope. Um, so aside from that, I feel like that's always an answer is like Jesus. Uh, so aside sure. from Jesus himself, which I would love to communicate with him at a table somewhere and just talk. Um, I just answered this recently about musicians, which is so funny. And it happened to be like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, uh, Michael Buble and Ariana Grande. <laughs> That's a really was, great dinner. Right. I was like, I would love to sit down and talk to them because they they're all from different times, really. And yeah. it would just be incredible to hear their opinions about the industry, the music industry and what their experience were, especially Nat King Cole during the time that. Um, he was coming up and I mean, just the, just the ridiculousness of that time, just to hear his opinions and his feelings. So that would be really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a really good answer. Um, <laughs> I've been on a little bit of a Frank Sinatra kick lately. I'll say really? that I'm oh, not, I, one of my buddies used to listen to him all through college and I thought it was a bit, honestly, like I thought he was just being funny, like being the guy that was just listening to Frank Sinatra, but I really like started listening to it when I like drive a lot and like have like a road trip or just a really long driver commute and i'm like this is so relaxing yeah. and smooth and it's you know you don't have to think it's almost mindless but um, you want to think about it because the words that he's saying like when he's singing it's he's he's a genius like it's he's really good really yeah. talented yeah, yeah. and absolutely. michael buble always just hits different you know yeah, I love like all the Christmas music by Michael Bublé. I'm like, oh my gosh! Or he's saying, um, "Feeling good," and when he sang that, I was like, oh, "This is amazing!" So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Michael Bublé too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When I when I hear his Christmas music, I'm just like, I found my man. <laughs> I know, I know. Literally, he's so he's so good. He's one of those because I guess I I I guess he's a cover artist. Like I would consider him a cover artist because he really just did a bunch of covers. Um, I mean he's incredible. Like he made a name for himself from covers like that to me sounds amazing. That's a dream. Able, literally. It's amazing that he was able to do that. So I was always impressed with that. Um, so yeah, I, I love him too. He's awesome. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? Oh goodness. Well, I love cats. <laughs> so I feel like I would be like, like a cute little, maybe, maybe not an actual domestic cat, but like maybe like a leopard. Or something. Oh yeah, big cats yeah. are big cats are dope. They're so cool. So maybe like a leopard or like a cheetah. Or something. Oh yeah, I've I've always answered a lion. Like lions are. Yeah. Oh my god. I love big cats. They're beautiful. Yeah. So maybe yes. maybe that. I don't think about that too often, but yeah, maybe a cheetah. 
Yeah, no, no. I don't think anybody's like walking on the street like daily thinking like yeah. I'd really like to be a cougar. Yeah, I really would like to be a turtle today. Like I don't think too many people are thinking that. So yeah, I would love to. Yeah, that would be so cool to be. Like, um, you, know. uh, you, I'm I'm very interested in in hearing your answer for this. Uh, especially being in the music industry, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Okay, this is such an interesting question. I have not been to many concerts. As a really? musician, yes, you would think that I would be eating up concerts. That was not a thing. Like, I have not been to many, so I can't really answer. One of the most memorable concerts, which was really one of the only ones I've ever been to, was um, we were in Atlanta, and it was like, it was at the church in Atlanta, and Anavisi or Anavishi, she came, she's Cypriot. She's from Cyprus, amazing singer. And she she came here, somehow they got her here and she did a performance and literally like she is my childhood. Like I listened to her growing up. She was unbelievable. She looks the same as she did when she was in her twenties. She's amazing. Um, so that was probably one of my favorites. She came by and like hugged us while she was singing through the tables and She's very loved. She's amazing. So I would say like when anybody says concert, that is what I think of is that show. Hmm. Very yeah. good. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Is there an artist that um, you haven't seen yet that like you're determined before you die, you must see this person? I would love to see Ariana Grande live. I have yeah. not. Yeah. I have not seen her and I would love to see her. Absolutely. Good answer. Good answer. Mm -hmm. Do you know, do you understand the words Stan mute and cancel? No. So Stan, if you stand something, um, you, you might've seen the expression like we stand you queen or we stand yes, her okay. or we stand this. meaning you absolutely undoubtedly support it. Can't live without it. Okay. Okay. Mute means you like it. You could do without it, but you like it like okay. moderately. And then cancel means like, get out of here. Like no more. You got to go. So we're going to play a quick game of stand mute. Cancel. What? Okay. 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 Uh, salsa, guac, and queso. Oh, whoa. You got to One's got to no, go. That's not fair. Yep. One's got to go. One you absolutely love. And one. You can take it or leave it. This is so basic of me, but this divides people. Forget politics. This is the no, question that divides start people. Wars. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess queso stan. Okay. Because you can't, you really can't you can go wrong with queso if somebody did it wrong, but most of the time you're okay. I would put guacamole as second, and then I would put salsa as cancel and i love okay. all of them this is not fair but yeah, okay it's a it's a tough question this divides <sighs> people for sure all it, right like you said this ends marriages this starts wars oh, no. like, it's this is the worst question and relationships um, everybody everybody says the same thing that you just said like when i asked them they're like no yeah it's the worst worst um, okay That's another food question if okay. you uh would eat at one chain restaurant for the rest of your life what would it be I mean, not for every meal but if i said no more chains but you get to keep one what okay also another one. yeah what what okay one chain restaurant for the rest of my like if i could only go to one so if i go i'm going out right now i'm going to the same place not not for every meal but, like, but it's the only place that I can go to. Yeah, but it's the only – it's as if there's no other restaurant open but this one. Do I even have an answer for that? That's a tough one. I don't That's even think I have an answer. That's a horrible question. I don't even know if I have that answer. Yeah, I'm like trying to think. Well, there is there is a place nearby. I guess it's a, I guess it's a chain restaurant. Um, wow, I just forgot the name of it. <laughs> oh my goodness and it's so it's so good and i totally forgot the name of it wow okay they have soups and sandwiches it's not panera it's not atlanta bread company there's another one that's on like johnson ferry it's really good um wow i forgot the name of it great no name i would go to no name for the rest of my life because i totally yeah, forgot guys. the name <laughs> all right guys check out no name down on yeah. the corner of i forget and the name <laughs> 
totally forgot the name of the restaurant. It's like I love it, and I completely blanked out just now. You're, wow, you're so gonna, sorry. You're gonna remember it in like three weeks, and you're gonna message me on Instagram and be like, "I remember." I probably will. So, wow. Okay. If anybody is wondering what it is later, just message me, and I'll figure it out. Because I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot what it's called. Wow. Okay, it'll come to me later. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, what was your first job? Wow. What was my first job? What a great question. Um, my first real job, uh, was at a, um, Italian restaurant, but it was owned by Greek. So it was like Greek Italian and it was a, a restaurant that sold pizza. And, um, I, it was a, it was a quite an adventure when you work in a restaurant anyway, it's such a tough job, but, um, the family, I love the family and they're Greek, of course. So I had that you know, really cool relationship with them. They're wonderful. Um, so I was there for almost four years. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. It was really good. It was very stable. <laughs> it was nice. This is the last question and it's almost a two-parter. Okay. So the first, if, so if, if the first part, okay, I'll just going to ask it. Shut up, Logan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you like McDonald's? I don't eat McDonald's. Okay, then the second, uh, do you eat fast food at all? Mm -mm. The only wow. fast food, yeah, the only fast fast food I eat is Chick Fil A. Okay, I do. So not then go I guess I can. I guess I can ask this then. So okay. a few a few weeks ago, you know, you see on everywhere, uh, Travis Scott. You know, the Travis Scott McDonald's meal that everyone was talking about. Or Travis, you didn't hear about this. No, what is that? Maybe I'm just really fat. <laughs> but no. Travis no. Travis Scott signed a deal with McDonald's. Jay Balvin just did the same thing. And it's essentially like McDonald's what? is promoting like the Travis Scott meal, which is what is Travis Scott orders. Are you serious? They I'm actually dead, signed a deal? Dead serious. Yeah. You could go to McDonald's. Go to the closest McDonald's and on the menu is the Jay Balvin meal right now. Get out. And it's just whatever that celebrity orders, like the Travis Scott meal that's was. That's actually kind of cool. If it's the fact that it's what the celebrity orders, that's pretty cool. So I was going to ask you if really you had, though. what would be the Olympia meal? Like if I pulled up to a drive-thru, maybe let's just say any restaurant. Like Chick-fil-A? Because I can do a Chick-fil-A one because I do right. I do eat at Chick-fil-A pretty often. <laughs> hit, me with the, hit me with your Chick-fil-A order then. Okay. It would be a grilled chicken sandwich the way it comes. With um, not fries, it would be the little kale crunch salad. Okay. And a medium water with lemon. And it would also be a small original iced coffee with no syrup, just the cream. <laughs> I've I've never had Chick Fil A's coffee. What? Oh my gosh! I okay, this is like a big controversy online. Is there <laughs> coffee? Like either you hate it or you love it. I they're iced coffee, not at hot, but iced with. Just like half and half that they put in there, it is one of my favorite things to have. It's a treat for me to have it. Okay, okay. I love I'll, it, I'll but I don't. It next I, time I get yes, the yes, it's so good. I don't do any syrups or anything. Um, I try to be healthy as much as I can, so like I avoid French fries and like fried foods as much as possible. But and I avoid syrups and sugars, like lots of excess sugars. I really try to avoid those things. So like I always go through the line. I'm like, can you make that with no syrup? And it confuses them sometimes because they're like, what? I'm like, they're like, what does that mean? Just the coffee and the cream. Don't put any flavors, any sugars, because the cream itself has fat and stuff in it. So I'm like, don't put anything else. <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> but it's really good. Really, really okay. good. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'll get it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it out. Maybe I'll yeah. leave the syrup in there, but but – yeah, it is good with the syrup, but I, I just try not to have it. Like you would have to, if you don't have coffee relatively plain, then you might not like it without yeah. the syrup. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Good deal. Mm -hmm. Well, Olympia, uh, <laughs> do you have fun? Oh, this was great. This was so much fun. Thanks good, for having good. me on. <laughs> Yo, of course. Now is your moment um, to plug, to shine, to you know, promote anything you've got going on, tease anybody what's coming soon, anything you got, this is your time to shine. What you got? Okay. <laughs> well, you can follow me everywhere. I am on TikTok. I, my TikTok stuff is like mostly filled with my kitten though right now because I think she's so cute. Um, but you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, Twitter, every, everything, everywhere uh, with 
the name Olympia Papagee. So O-L-Y-M-P-I-A-P-A-P-A-G. Um, I try not to force people to write Olympia Papa Giorgio because I know I can be really intimidating. So it's Olympia Papagee as one name. You can find me everywhere. If you type in Olympia like Papa um, into Spotify and iTunes, everywhere, you can also uh, find me on all digital platforms when it comes to music on Deezer and um, just literally everywhere. Title, you can find me everywhere. I'm also on YouTube and I do have my own podcast, which is not like this. Like this is like a fun, like chatty, you can interview people podcast. That podcast is specifically to talk about something very serious that happened in Cyprus in 1974. And my father witnessed it. He was a part of what was going on. It was when um, the country was invaded. And he was there for that war. Um, so I literally sit with him face to face. And there's nine episodes in the whole season. And some episodes I cry and some episodes we laugh. Uh, but it's very, very, very serious um, story. And it's my way to advocate for my people. So that is called Stolen Homes on, again, anywhere where you can find this podcast, you can find that one. And um, yeah, so those are kind of the stuff that's going on. I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram now. So Okay, well... Awesome. I didn't know you had that podcast either. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yes. Yeah, um, I can send it to you. It's it's heavy, but it it's an important story to tell. And my father luckily was uh, willing to talk about it. It's very hard to talk about your trauma and he was willing to talk about it. So we talked sure. about it very candidly. Yeah. Very, very cool. I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'm a big history nerd too. I love history. Yeah. So well, that would be um, a great podcast for you because it's very historical. So then yeah. I'll, I'll have to definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Olympia, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. This was a lot of fun for me. Of course. Thanks so much for having me on. This was great. Awesome. Well, guys, like she just said, go check out, you know, she's on literally everything. She's all <laughs> over the internet. I will link her website, her Spotify, and her Apple Music links in the description of this episode. Her website has her links for everything else that she just said. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll link the main three, obviously. Um, so you can go and check out all the stuff she's got going on. And like I said at the top two, again, follow while you're following her, follow me too on Instagram, whatever Logan wants. You can follow me personally if you want um, at Logan Lewis 96. I'm trying to get Instagram. I like have messaged Twitter and Instagram for the past like week because the dude who has the handle just Logan Lewis has been like inactive for like six years. And I'm like trying to see, like, I was like, can we deactivate them or something? Cause oh, I just, man. maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a trash millennial that wants, you uh, can, no, no, no. I totally understand how you feel. You can, um, if you, well, one, if you message them, they probably won't answer, but you can always message them, but you can change your Instagram name to like, um, is it Logan Lewis? And it has a number now. Yeah. Like it's just Logan Lewis 96 right now. You can change it to Logan Lewis official. Or something like that to be like, this is my official page. Yeah. Like you, I always recommend that if you can't grab your page to just put something like, cause I do like social media stuff for people and give them advice. I would, I would put like Logan Lewis official or Logan Lewis podcaster or something specific that's to your identity. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thought. I like the yeah. Logan Lewis official thing. That's, yeah. That's fun. I, <laughs> this is I, officially I, Logan Lewis. <laughs> I 100% am going to do that as soon as this sense. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. No, that would be cool. Go for it. Um, all right. Well, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you again, Olympia. I can't wait to, uh, to go back and re listen to this when this releases. So um, I'll play this music and we'll get out of here. All right. Thank you again. Of course. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.